0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: He barely played college football at a college called Baker College in Baldwin City, Kansas. I have not heard of Baker College.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. I'm getting confused. What game are you calling? I'm calling both games. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Cup.
1: Steps back, a three ball for the tie from the top. It is good. Cassidy Beam knocks down the tray, and we're tied at 27.
0: Everything happening in the sports world.
1: These Diva wide receivers wanted to go to the bathroom. As a defensive
0: lineman, we didn't go to the bathroom. You sat on the bench, did your business, and you got up. And even some things not happening in the sports world.
2: World, I would take toothpicks and stick them in my eyes. That's <laughs> I'd rather do that than watch that. Show.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim joiner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBDE, or for those of you listening online worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, back from the dead. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson. Not today. Mr. Steve Sell. Steve? I- I'm not the most popular man today. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon. Our owner Jerry Davies is here. People have seen him on the street. Hey Jerry, how you doing? They've
1: been honking their horns Oh at yeah, him.
2: I'm surprised they didn't have a parade for him.
1: Diane in the house as well. Oh
2: yeah, you bet. I mean... I can't, I can't come close to their popularity.
1: They are the most popular people in the McPherson. The most popular
2: people in McPherson.
1: Maybe the most popular duo. Yeah. Maybe you could be the most popular single man in McPherson. Well, I don't think so. I think that you've got it, Steve. Okay. You've got it in the bag. Steve, good to be back. Good to be back. Glad you're back. I was a little worried yesterday. You were down for the count. I was down Your for the mom, count Your mom, Tracy, hard. she
2: was... Losing her mind. My
1: mother was very worried.
2: Well, yeah. She couldn't get a hold of you.
1: Well, she tu- tuned in to listen at 1230, and oh, that, I was gone. My
2: text was blowing up. Where's the show? Why no show? You know, phone was ringing off the... hook. Where's, according
1: to Jim, it's the most popular I show going? I was sleeping. You Man, were. I don't know what hit me. You slept all after... You slept at like 3 o'clock. I got a weighted blanket. Yeah. And that thing... Made me feel like I just went 10 rounds with Muhammad Ali.
2: Oh, I love the weighted
1: blanket. I got one for Christmas. It hurt, but it feels good. We're getting back into the swing of things, Steve. Good to be back. We have a lot of things to talk about. Remember yesterday on the show, I wanted to talk with you about NFL overtime rules. Have you had some time to think about it? Well, I, to be honest, I'd forgotten all about oh, that. Oh, come on, Steve. But uh, I,
2: I can give my views on it.
1: So we'll have something to talk about there. Did you watch... Some Big 12 basketball last night, Steve. I did. did. you watch the Jayhawks up at Iowa State?
2: I thought they were outstanding. Yeah? I and thought I thought that was thought the worst. Were, that's, that's the worst Iowa State team I've seen in a long time, though. Yeah, it's not great. They were not good. I mean, they have one really, really good player, and Marcus Garrett, uh guy's name's Halliburton. Marcus Garrett shut him down until he got hurt, but uh, he's a set shooter, and they just wouldn't let him get set. So, um, I, I'm just, you know... I just thought it was a performance worthy of their number three national ranking. Yeah, I thought they looked really good. And the bigs played well together. That's that's one of the rare times that Azabuki and McCormick both had good games at the same time. They haven't done that very often. It seems like either one or the other, you know, has a good game, but never at the same time. And they had real good balance last night. Ochai Abaji, he shot the ball really well last night, 6 of 7. I think he was 3 or 4 from 3. And I think for KU to be a Final Four team or a National Championship team, they've got to knock threes down. Because if they don't knock threes down, the defenses are going to collapse around their two big guys, and this is going to be a
1: convoluted mess. Well, we're now two games into the Big 12 season for pretty much every team now at this point. What are some of your takeaways from watching the first couple of Big 12 games for each team? Uh, Baylor's really good. They're really good. They had a nice win on the road at Lubbock on Tuesday. Yeah. after that I, I I think
2: it's I think it's really KU Baylor have kind of separated themselves. I think Texas Tech is in that ballpark yeah team. Texas Tech they're not quite what they were last year, but uh, they still got plenty of good players. but then you look at some I think some of the teams have really regret K State looks like they've regressed e. yeah Oklahoma. I didn't see what they did last night, but I don't they beat Texas in Austin. they beat Texas okay Texas. Ew. I mean, Shaka Smart? Ew. How much longer is Shaka Smart going to be? You know, he's been there, what, four years, five years?
1: And and, and Iowa State, another team yeah, that's really Iowa
2: regressed. St- yeah, Iowa State's regressed. But TCU, I haven't really seen anything of them. I haven't watched them this year. West Virginia's going to ugly up every game they play. So anytime you watch them.
1: But remember last year, Steve, it was a different dynamic for the Big 12 where those top six teams were all very competitive. They were all very good and had a chance to be deep-run tournament teams. And, of course, Texas Tech made it to the national championship game. But K-State had a very good year. Baylor was its normal self. KU was down a little bit, but still very good. You throw in Texas Tech being really good. I think I mentioned them. K-State had the best year it's had in a long time. So last year was a high year. It really was. And I'm afraid that this year is going to be... A low year, and then it might come down to just KU, Baylor, and Texas Tech in the Big Twelve this right, year. Right, and you know the
2: Big Twelves had what six, seven, eight teams sometimes in the in the tournament. That I don't think is going to happen this year. I certainly don't think it'll be eight. No, at this point, no. There no. are
1: already enough bad resumes in. That I mean, group. who's
2: after KU, Baylor, and Texas Tech? Who's the next best team? West- Oklahoma will probably make it. West Virginia
1: will make it. Yeah, West Virginia will just, like I say, they ugly up games. They're, they're a tough team to play. Don't have a lot of faith in Oklahoma State. No. Don't have a ton of faith in TCU, who I think just got hit with some NCAA allegations. Ooh, I had not heard From that. one of its former assistant coaches. Oh, yeah, all sorts of stuff going on there.
2: Well, it, I... T- of course, there's another team that's waiting on... Yeah, it's, yeah. What, what do we know
1: about them? Yeah,
2: we don't know when those allegations or those uh, sanctions are going to come down. Hopefully, it'll be after the season,
1: but uh, KU still... I don't think KU's out of the woods yet from the NCAA. Steve, I'm looking ahead to what's coming up Saturday for all these Big 12 teams. If you want to, we could make a trip down to Austin, Texas, and watch K-State play at Texas. You want to know what the lowest ticket cost is, according to ESPN? Three seventy-five. You can go to the K-State-Texas game for $2. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. What shows you a little bit, uh, I mean, that is mainly on Texas, Yeah. that Texas, man, something is not... Whoever's in charge of that athletic department and trying to get everybody on the same page and everybody being excited to be in burnt orange, they're not doing a very good job right now. Football, they're not having a very good following. The basketball team... They can't seem to get over the hump. You can go to that one for $2. And
2: it used to be Texas was way up here, and then the other schools in Texas were way down here. And, I mean, Texas has got more resources, more boosters, more money, you know, than maybe any program
1: in the country. So that is... is that. That is, And really- it's the best college town. In the state, too. Yeah. Nobody wants to go hang out in Lubbock, out in the desert. No. Fort Worth is not really a college town for TCU. Waco's kind of a weird town. Yeah. Then you go to the next level down, and and you start to think about SMU. You start to think about Houston. Uh, Houston's not a college town. It's massive. Texas right now, it, it doesn't make me feel bad, but it surprises me that they just cannot be better at everything right now.
2: Yeah, I mean they—they they, like I said, you know, money talks, you know, and they can pour more money into all their programs than anybody else by far in the Big Twelve. So um, that they're struggling is is just shocking to me.
1: So you watched the Jayhawks last I night? I did watch the Jayhawks. There was another team that picked up a big win last night, the McPherson College Bulldogs.
2: Big win for the Bulldog Bulldogs, men. Right. I'll tell you what, twelve and five. This is a team that was ten and nineteen last year. And it's almost like when they win now, people are going,
1: How did they do that? But, you know, they're doing it a lot. They're 12 and 5. And weren't they 6 and 18 in the KCAC last year? They were 6 and year?
2: 18 in the KCAC last year, and they're already past
1: six wins in the conference this year. They're 7 and 4 yeah. in the conference this year. I tell
2: you, you know, we talked to TJ Eskelson, the first year head coach at Mac College this morning. We were out there doing the college show, and uh, he's got a bunch of guys that have bought in to what he's selling. And they've got great chemistry. And I and, and he, he pointed out they made the trip to Arizona for some team bonding, played a couple games. They won those games, which always helps with the team bonding. And this is a team right now, they play the number one team in the conference, the number 10 team in the country at Ottawa on
1: Saturday. I'll be really interested to see how that game plays out. Steve, maybe you and I should do some team bonding. Maybe we could do that for KB. Well, I think, I think our six hours – on the road to Kansas City was enough bonding. That was enough me. team bonding for yeah, you? well, we had pistol. Where could we go for team bonding for the radio station? Could we go to like an obstacle course? I, we could go to Fort Riley and they can put us through boot camp. I don't at, think so. Nothing that, physical. We, we have to sleep in the bunks?
2: I don't think, no, you know, I don't sleep anything. I got to have a, it's got to be clean for me. I'm not an outdoorsman.
1: What about like a trip to Disney World? I don't want to do that. That, that doesn't want to, no, you don't want to do that? That, that doesn't.
2: Doesn't do it for me.
1: Well, where could we go? What would be interesting to you, Masters? Oh, we could take a company trip to the Masters. Yeah, go to the Masters golf tournament. I think that would be really cheap, very reasonable. You think it'd be? Che- you think those tickets are cheap? Yeah, very cheap, very reasonable. I Don't think so. A lot of hotel rooms there in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, yeah. I'm sure will be very cheap. Yeah, maybe we could just. Rent the house that Tiger Woods will be renting. <laughs> he really only needs like one room. We can yeah. just take the other half of the yeah. roo- of, of the house. Well, you, I'll put you in charge of calling Tiger and say, "Hey, let us have part
2: of your room or your." Yo, Eldrick. Room. Yeah.
1: You, you think we can take the living room? <laughs> I, I think we could do it. Oh, we could. We'll be thinking of something. We need some team bonding. All right. Maybe Shad Marston can come up with something and get the text. And we, 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 we can rope a, a cow. <laughs> We, we can go out into the field and we can grab a little pig and and try and tie him up. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be very good at that either. Hog tying. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Wouldn't. And plus, that's, that's my hog. Sort t- of my hog tying
2: days are like thirty years ago.
1: That's way too much. physical <laughs> yeah, That's way too <laughs> much. <laughs> that's too much physical activity. For when me. you were thirty three, those were my hog tying days. That was when I was a big fan of that. Oh yeah. Howdy, partner. Yeah. All right, Steve. Let's take our first break. We need to have our NFL overtime conversation because we're getting ready for a divisional round weekend of the playoffs, and who knows, maybe the Chiefs will have to go to overtime again and hopefully find a way to be on the winning side of the coin toss. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Steve. We've got a conversation that we've been waiting to try and have for the last couple of days. I was sick yesterday, yep. sleeping in my bed you were. at 1230. With your weighted blanket. That's right. Ooh, I felt felt compressed, felt warm, felt well. Oh, yeah. I like that weighted blanket. But I want to talk about NFL overtime rules because the conversation, of course, happened all offseason after the Kansas City Chiefs played the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, didn't get the ball, and... New England and Tom Brady march right down the field to win. It happened again this past weekend in the wild card round as the Minnesota Vikings were on the road at New Orleans. Minnesota wins the toss. Captain Kirk Cousins drives them down the field. They score a touchdown and win. And remember for a while the NFL overtime rules were not like they were now. They were first team to score. Right. Extreme sudden death. Right. Now it's partial Sudden death, right. where you can kick a field goal and the other team still has an right. opportunity. But for the most part, the main cause of concern here is they don't, most people do not want NFL overtime to just be the way it is now, where you could get the ball first, win the toss, drive down and score, and the other team does not get a chance. Where do you stand? How do you feel about the current NFL overtime? And maybe we can brainstorm some ways to change it. What I'd
2: like to do. Is just if it gets to 0-0 zero, zero and the teams are tied at regulation, you just put more time on the clock and you just pick up right there. You don't have a
1: kickoff or anything. You just continue the game as is. The only thing I don't love about that is that let's say, let's say the Kansas City Chiefs are playing the Houston Texans, and let's say the Chiefs are down by three with 40 seconds left. They have the ball, they drive down the field and they score with 10 seconds left. They kick a field goal, and they tie the game. So then they have to kick off and give Houston the ball, and maybe they're able to run a couple quick plays, get out to midfield. The thing I don't like is that you would immediately give them the ball back at midfield. I'm fine with everything resetting, because then it does put that time limit on the game. There is still the 10 seconds left. Okay, you don't just get to get the ball back and, and start again. I like being able to reset. But the thing that I don't like is not everybody having an opportunity to score. And I'll be honest, I'm one of those people that after the Chiefs lost, I didn't sit here and complain about the overtime rules because they know what the overtime rules right. are, right? And it's as simple as this. Everybody will say, "Okay, the offense or the Chiefs didn't have a chance." They did have a chance. Yeah, all they had to do was stop. All them. the defense had to do was get a stop, right. force New England to a field goal, and they didn't. But I do agree that I think they should both get a chance no matter what. I do too. And the, the solution that I keep pointing to that I haven't seen as much of a positive reception for is the college overtime rules. I love college football overtime. Well, it's fair. It is fair. It is exciting. And, and there are a lot of reasons why it is fair and exciting. And the other thing, too, is I've heard the conversation go along the lines of this. Okay, so you get 60 minutes to play a normal game of football, you have 60 minutes to score enough points to win. If you don't, we need to shorten this game. We need to find. We need to break the rules. We need to change something to allow this game to end. And that's why I think college overtime is so much fun. And we always talk about the crazy seven or eight overtime games that happen. For the most part, college football overtime typically ends after one. Sometimes it goes to two. It almost certainly ends after three. Very rarely do they get past three. I'd like to see the numbers on if they, it.
2: If they use the college overtime, what I would like to see is do away with the extra point and make you go for two. I'd just like to see that. Because you could keep going
1: on with PATs. You know, but remember, pro- in NFL, it's a 33-yard PAT. It's right. different. That's true. And the other thing that I do like about college football overtime is that you start with a football in a scoring position. And I've heard some people talk about, okay, well, NFL kickers are so good that if you give a team the ball on the 25, a 42-yard field goal is not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so I would be okay with them maybe backing it up another 10. Let's say you start at the 35. I wouldn't hate that. I, I don't think I would hate that rule for NFL overtime. I just think that part of the college overtime experience that would translate well to NFL overtime is that it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And think about the other aspect of this, Steve. How much would people be excited about this with their fantasy football team? Ooh! Think about how much excitement it would be if Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes are both going to overtime. Oh man, Mahomes has got 350 yards and four touchdowns. He's going to get two more scores. Yeah. I'm going to win my fantasy league. Yeah. I think there would be so much excitement about it where, right now, I don't think anybody really gets that excited about NFL overtime. I think sometimes people just like to mock the system and say, hey, why don't you just go ahead and tie? Mm-hmm. The tie needs to be eliminated from football. It should, because...
2: Why are we still doing that? Yeah, because there shouldn't be a tie, because why play all that time and not determine a winner? Ties are ridiculous. Let's win the dang game. Yeah, there's somebody... there's.
1: You don't play to tie, you play to win. You play to win the game. Yes, Herm. You play to tie the game. That's right, Herm. I just think we need to get rid of ties. Do you remember how stupid we were for a long time? Well, I was never this stupid. By the time I came to life and, and really could remember things, we had fixed this problem. But the fact that we would say, okay, college football, we play all these games, the year's over, and we're just going to select Nebraska as the national champion. We're just going to select Florida. Why were we not playing championship games? What were we doing? What right. were we thinking? Yeah. Although the BCS did have some flaws, it at least helped fix least, the problem. At
2: least you had some teams determining the probable number one on the field. And generally, I think they've gotten, they've gotten it
1: right. But in the 1970s, they'd say, your national champion, Nebraska and bring USC them yeah, bring them and or somebody. Oklahoma. yeah. It just didn't make any sense to no, me. No, it was silly. Mythical. It was mythical. But that's about as dumb as still having ties in the NFL. Yeah. I really think that the college football overtime would be extremely exciting for the NFL. I think it would be fun for fantasy implications. I just think NFL overtime could use that lift. And, like we mentioned, the F word, it is fair. It is fair. You get the ball both times. You alternate who gets it first. Right. I just think it's the perfect system. And... We've already seen. It's not like we need a trial and error. We have seen it in college football for a considerable amount of time, and it works, and it's fun, and it's fair.
2: It is. And uh, like you say, this, they've tried, what, two different overtime formats in the NFL, and
1: the reaction on both of them is kind of, eh, you know. Well, especially the original sudden death overtime Win the coin toss, get a decent return to the thirty-five. Complete one pass, and you can kick a field goal to win. Right, right. So I, I, I think both
2: teams have, to, you know. Now I think it, you know, think it more through. Both
1: teams should have a chance. I really believe that. Do you remember a couple months back, Steve? Whenever we found out that the NFL is going to change its pass interference rules, and they're going to be able to allow, they're going to be allowed to review pass interference, and a very few got overturned. That and the fact that there was an opportunity to review it in the Minnesota New Orleans game yep. for the final touchdown catch. And they didn't. Poor New Orleans. I I just we said at the mo- I said at the moment that it happened, why are we adding this to the review? It's too hard to tell. I can almost guarantee you, Steve, that in this offseason they're going to do away with pass interference review. Oh, yeah. I think they've got to get rid of it. Yeah. And I think it's about time to change NFL overtime. That should be more the focus than the pass interference review. It didn't do anything this year. No. It didn't add and anything. And they had chances. How
2: many plays did you and I talk about and say, did you see you know, they didn't overturn that call? And I think you were the one who always kept saying, "Well, why even have this rule if they're never going to overturn it? Right.
1: I mean. And it's just so sensitive. Yeah. Because the, the way rules work in life is it's A or B. Yeah. The pass interference review is, uh, we're sort of C. Yeah. It's not A or B. It's, well, it could be. Oh, I'm not so sure. Well, maybe in this situation. No, rules are A or B. This is a pass interference because he touches the receiver, not, uh, he touched him, but not enough, and it wasn't on his arm, it was on his finger, and, oh, he had his head turned around. There's too many rules. It's the hardest call in
2: football. Pass it, interference is the hardest call in
1: And football. if we just went, okay, if you make contact, it's pass interference.
2: Well, I still say you could you could call holding on every single play.
1: It's too difficult. Yeah. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Change NFL overtime rules. And let's just hope that the Chiefs don't get to be on the bad end of That's an overtime right. rule. Exactly. And we have to continue to talk about this. Yep. It's not that hard, Roger. <laughs> Come on, Rog. Raj. Raj. Yeah. Not the father of dog ball. No. The father of... NFL. Everything else going on in the NFL. That's right. Steve, let's take one more break. we got a busy weekend coming up. We'll talk a little bit about some things coming up for us. After the break, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson,
1: Yes. Busy weekend coming up. Huge. Not only do we have the Bullpups on the road in Tawanda, Tawanda tomorrow night taking on the Circle T-Birds, but NFL playoffs are going on, divisional rounds. All four games, the home team, the higher seed is a big favorite. Are we going to talk about your predictions tomorrow? We Are you going to run it on Sell on Sports? I
2: already ran my predictions today. You
1: ran them today? I did. Ooh. Yeah. I need to go check them out. You need to. So that way I can drive out to the desert. And start betting the opposite. Well, I'd bet the opposite of me right now. Yeah. I, I went over so, for last year. I was gonna say you were over. Well, I wasn't much better. I was two and two. But busy weekend coming up. Bull okay. Pumps at Circle. Should be another fun night on the road. I think that we might have a little weather coming Ooh. at us,
2: Steve. Yeah, and let's hope not. Let's we don't want to do ice, but you know, you look at the temperature and you just want it's gonna take a little while. You know, that temperature's not going to drop for a while, so hopefully we can get them in and get home before the ice hits and hope – I don't know about our coaches' show on Saturday, but uh, we'll play that by ear. Hopefully it'll be fine. Yeah. It will be for you and me.
1: I mean, we're only two blocks away. Yeah, we can walk. Yeah. Maybe we can have one of the coaches pick us up. We'll just go stand <laughs> out there on the street and, and put up a thumb and say, hey, radio well, station, Well, Coach Kinnaman please. isn't
2: very far either. He, he lives just a block from me. Yeah,
1: so. we can just do an hour with Coach Kinneman.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he could – He'd carry the show. He
1: could ramble on about something. Well, you know,
2: he's actually quite funny. People don't understand that about Coach Kinnaman. He's got a great sense of humor. It's just he has that gruff exterior and the Kinnaman stare, you know, when he stares at those officials. But he's actually a pretty funny guy. I've
1: seen him give it to you a few times. Well, he
2: gives it to me a lot, and I just take it.
1: So a busy weekend coming up, Steve. Oh, yeah. Rest yeah. up tonight. Okay. And also – Listen to our Coaches Show tonight, McPherson College Coaches Show, right. 6 to 6.30. Right. As we recap with Coach Nichols, Coach Askelson, Coach Alexander. Yeah,
2: Coach Alexander on today talking about the indoor track.
1: So, big weekend. Buckle yeah. up, Steve. Get some rest. Get a Red Bull. Start feeling good. <laughs> I don't do Red Bull. You do, but I don't do that. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sala, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.